everybody. Thank you for chiming in with Windy World Day with Washington. And I have an amazing, amazing creator. Now she is also into yoga and wellness, all fabulosity, and her frequency is always high with positive energy. We have Shatanya Ami reigning in from New York City. She is a celebrity wardrobe stylist and yoga and wellness expert. Hi, Shatanya. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. Hi, good. Good. It's always so good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So if you could share with my viewers and listeners a little bit about you, then we will go right into your questions. Okay. Well, Thank you. I'm, like Wendy said, I'm Shatanya Ami. I am uh, born and raised in New York, Queens girl, Southside Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> and um, I am a celebrity wardrobe stylist. I've been, I was a celebrity wardrobe stylist for about, uh, I'll say 17 years. And then I transitioned into the wellness arena. I saw that it was needed, um, especially for my creatives like myself. And uh, so I am certified a certified meditation teacher. I uh, specialize in mindfulness meditation and now also yoga and wellness. So that is what I do. I'm trying to get you relaxed so you get your mind up and get your fashion together. <laughs> And that sounds so lovely and so great. Um, Shatanya and I, we've known each other, wow, since 2013. You yeah. actually um, uh, hired me to book models for uh, your Hype magazine. Mm -hmm. And there was another one. Wasn't and, there another Hype? Yeah, Hype Here magazine and today's Black Women's magazine. Exactly. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Uh, I want to also put that out there into the universe. Thank you so much for thinking about Maxi Weight Agency as well as myself and us building that bridge and that great business relationship that we've had ever yeah. since. And yeah. it's great that we both have platforms on iHeartRadio. Uh, Shatanya yeah. also has her yoga and wellness shop on iHeart. So we will also get into that later on in our conversation. But I just wanted everyone to know what it's like to collaborate in career. And we're also collaborating with our shows. And it's okay to work and to collaborate with one another and build build great businesses and 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 networking. Exactly. It's so it's so important. So thank you, Shatanya. Welcome, especially women and women of color. We gotta support each other. Like we are each other's sisters, and we're supposed to support each other and champion. It's so it's so funny how t fast time goes because all these years and just like we just been cheering for each other on the sidelines. Like go Wendy, go Shatanya. Like <laughs> just being each other's cheerleader. And there's nothing wrong with cheering for the next person in this industry or wherever a person is thriving at. So it's amazing. I'm so proud it of you. It is amazing. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you too. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So in the intersection of fashion and wellness, how do you believe personal style and self-care practices complement each other? And how can individuals strike a balance between the two in their daily lives? I feel like in order to better your your fashion of how you look on the outside i think the first step is to you know take a step within and work on your inside because i know us on a daily basis we especially if you are working in the industry or just just in this world period especially with the age of social media you know you want to look good but a lot of times it's just a mask we're putting on makeup and hair and clothes and all this other stuff and inside we are torn up and I feel like where wellness comes in, where it will impact your fashion is when you feel better on the inside, you will make better choices and you will look better. It will start to resonate on the outside and it will shine like the, the beauty comes from within. And I know on days when 
I don't feel good, feel so good, or I haven't taken time for myself or given myself any self-care. I throw on some sweats. I throw on some some whatever, looking raggedy and homeless. <laughs> so <laughs> that is my, like, my homeless chic is what I go to when I'm not feeling good. But if we take out time to, like, breathe and do that self-care and do, you know, um, start trying to do some yoga and it doesn't have to, and this is the thing I want to, you know, put out there in reference to yoga. I do yoga that's laying down and just sitting. I don't do the poses. I don't do the hot yoga. I don't do things that's going to torment you. I just want you to become one with yourself and relax. So you can easily do that. It's obtainable, but that will help you to make better choices with your fashion, bring in color and things like that. When you start working on the inside first. Absolutely. Thank you for that, because that is so true. And, you know, I never thought about that, you know, with yoga and wellness and fashion and how your wellness really dictates the way you look. It does. On the outside. It really does. If you yeah. horrible and frumpy, because this is the thing, when you start getting a better mindset, you won't have that, that eye when you look in the mirror. You're not going to chop at yourself and say, oh, I look frumpy today. Oh, my hair so hard. <laughs> that horrible self-talk that you would have when you start, you know, being in a more well place and meditating and just caring about yourself. You don't talk to yourself like that because, no, I'm beautiful. You may, your hair may be standing on your head. You may look a complete hot mess, but you feel good. So you're not <laughs> yourself like that. So you're going to see something different in that mirror. And it's going to resonate when you go to that closet you're not going to pick that drab outfit. You're going to bring that flowery dress out and you're going to come out because you want to look like how you feel. Yes, indeed. That's a great, a great uh, metaphor. And it's so true. Very true. Thank you. You're welcome. As a fashion stylist with a focus on wellness, how do you encourage your clients to make mindful and sustainable choices in their clothing and accessories? What I do, I, I want, I, I try to pour positive energy into my clients. Like when I'm around them, I try to create safe spaces. Like sometimes even when I'm in a, uh, when I do fit-ins, like I remember when I used to work with my celebrity clients, I would have candles in the room and just create this, this calm atmosphere and things like that. But also I don't want my clients to to subscribe to trends. If you're going to subscribe to a trend, subscribe to a piece of the trend and then mix it with something classy, um, something classic, something vintage. I'm a very era type of person. I love the Victorian era. I love the 50s. I love the 40s. I just love that type of stuff. So I kind of try to push my clients into going into something that's not so trendy, but more them or because trends come and go, you know, but, you know, you don't want to put on something and be so trendy. And now you can't even use that picture again because it looks 50 years old or whatever, because like, oh, that's so 90s, that's so 80s, or that trend is done. So I tell people to kind of go, you know, with errors and pick and choose and create your own trend and be your own trendsetter. But when it comes to sustainability, it's great to thrift. I'm a thrifter. I love thrift shops. I love the Goodwill is your friend. I love the Goodwill. I love um, it. Like, so that's good for like re, you know, not keep putting so much into the, on the planet. You are going back and you're refurbishing these outfits. You're going to, uh, to thrift stores and vintage shops. I love vintage shops. Like that's the best. If a man ever wanted to shower me with gifts, take me to a vintage shop, shopping spree. I don't want to go on Rodeo. I want to go to wherever these vintage places are. <laughs> it yeah, and it's funny you say that because you really could find some really great collectors, designer collectors. Yeah. If you're a label girl and you want to be sustainable and you want to recycle and you don't want to keep putting print on, you know, on this world and fashion, they have so many consignment places like second time around or um who who what were or, or that's what it's called i think that's what it's called. yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> and 
there's so many different places that, like, I love Buffalo Exchange here in New York. They have one in Manhattan. They have one in Brooklyn where you can go and sell clothes and then buy clothes and you get. So it's like you can you can still be sustainable and still be fashionable. You could keep that closet rotating if you shop like that. Absolutely. That's so true. Can you share any favorite sustainable fashion brands or practices you endorse? I definitely endorse like um it's a girl. I don't know her name, um, but a friend of mine named Jane, she told me about this girl on um I'll find the name and maybe I'll send it to you so you can um share it with your um listeners. It's this girl who she takes clothes and she remakes them. Like she'll turn a pair of pants into a skirt or turn a skirt into a jacket. Like repurposing clothes to me, I feel like it's a good as like a good that's very inspirational because one you don't have to worry about ever seeing anybody else in it because you made it you created it and then you're not you're not having to reshop so you're saving money and you're getting to have some time that's a form of meditation i feel when you're sitting and you're in your creative space and you got your creative juices going on and you're sitting on your floor and you're cutting up pants and doing this that and the third you're in a meditative state so that's a way to like really do that self-care when you're sitting around and you want to take out time to revamp your closet. That's self-care. As long as you're not getting yourself all crazy and doing labels and doing boxes and stuff like that. But even for some people, that's therapeutic to them. So th things like that, like those, I forgot what it's called, re-up or something like ups, ups, um, up something. I forgot what it's called, <laughs> but it's like is people like taking like this jacket turning into something else like cutting the sleeves off and making it a vest because i've done that before i've had a leather jacket and it got ripped up i cut this i cut one sleeve off and everybody was like oh my god where'd you get that jacket i'm like i just cut the sleeve off like <laughs> all right and you know it's funny that you say that because t-shirts you know like slicing the t-shirts and stretching the t-shirts and they became actual designs like in stores like for over 150 dollars when someone just took and snipped exactly. you know and did some shingles on the arms and yeah exactly. yeah yeah and then i guess the 150 comes because of the labor i guess for <laughs> destroying a t-shirt right you can save money <laughs> do your own labor cut that shirt up cut your jeans up i used to do that a lot i mean from our era, we did a lot of that, you know. We did a lot of reconstructing our clothes because you couldn't find it in the store. So you rip up your dreams, that whole salt and pepper era where, you know, things were just like eclectic. And that's what I loved about fashion way back when. And that's what I loved about growing up in New York. The fashion was so eclectic and it was always reusable. And we have always been thrifters and stuff like that. Goodwill type of sustainable people. So yes. Yes, indeed. Yoga is often associated with inner confidence mm -hmm. and well-being. How can you, how can the principles of yoga, yoga be applied to boost self-confidence and body positivity, particularly in relation to personal style and fashion choices? And it's definitely hand in hand, Go, kind of like going back to what I mentioned earlier is when you have a more positive mindset, you don't have that bad self-talk. Like we've all, we're all guilty of, you know, looking at ourselves or, you know, calling ourselves certain names, especially when it comes to, especially with women, our, our body image. Like, you know, if we've gained too much weight or we've lost too much weight, if you're one of those people that have that, I've never had that problem, but... <laughs> And you feel like your face is puffy and then you have that self-talk and you're like beating yourself down and so it doesn't matter i had a client um a long time <clears throat> that was one of the reasons why I, I have felt the need to transition from fashion to wellness i had a client one time who has the most amazing pictures like just out there the best looks that people emulate all the time and this person said that 
they've never liked any of their pictures. They think that they look horrible in every picture. And it really made me see that it's not this, it's here. And when I realized that it, because that, you know, was one of the projects that gave me the most anxiety of always questioning is, am I not good enough? Did I not find the best pieces? Then I realized this person is never going to be happy because it's in here. It's not out here because everyone else sees it and knows that it's amazing and it's beautiful. But you right in your inside don't believe that that's true. So if you can't fix this and what's going on in here and how you feel, whatever you put on, you're never going to feel good. You're never going to think you look good. You're never going to be able to take a compliment because you don't feel good on the inside. And it's a mental thing and it's a self-care thing. So that's why I'm such a big advocate of get your mental right. Get your self-care practice going. Meditate. Breathe. You know, you one of the yogas that I teach is yoga nidra. You basically just lay on the floor and breathe. That's 30 minutes of your life. <laughs> and it's so rewarding. And you will get up and feel a little bit better and maybe throw some lip gloss on now. So like when you it definitely works hand in hand to to it will build your confidence. It will make you say, okay, so what I put on a couple of more pounds. That's why they got stores. I go get another pair of pants, get it a little bit bigger. I want women to stop looking at the numbers on the sizes or the letters. Like that was my biggest thing when I was a fashion editor for um, today's Black Women's Magazine was trying to drill in women's head to stop looking at the size because every time I ever worked with a client or ever worked with women, we were always so fixated on. I'm a four, I'm a two, I'm a this, I'm a that. And then when you put clothes on them and it happens to be a six or eight, they're devastated. They're in, you know, real tears. And it's like, these numbers don't matter. First of all, this is called vanity sizing. So if you don't know anything about vanity sizing, vanity sizing is when the designer makes the clothes bigger so a four may actually be a six or an eight but they put the four on it so that you could feel good now when you go try a real four and it don't fit now you're beating yourself up who cares about this number as long as you look good it does not matter what size that that shirt or that dress says it doesn't matter just feel good make sure it fits and that will if you stop getting into your head in reference to those things you'll feel so much better and you'll be way more confident. Yeah, that's so great. It's so great. And when I tell you your resume and then applying yoga and wellness to your business, I, I, I when I tell you, I that's a whole nother conversation. Like, how did you correlated because it really connects it because as when I started because I was on my own journey my own journey of first of all I'm coming into an industry that's very about appearance and in my own appearance I wasn't comfortable with when I first um tried to get into the industry um back in 2003 um I was getting into the industry and I was over 300 pounds. I was much, much bigger. And I remember being on set and the photographer saying to me, can you just hand the models, the clothes through the, through the door? It's not enough space back here. Like it was like, I, girl, like he was disgusted that I was in the room. So being- You are kidding me. Oh yeah. So I felt I got, so it made me kind of pause for a while, but then I had to realize like, this is what I do. I'm very talented. So I had to like put on a thick skin, but I'm not even in the clothes, but I'm being judged because of my appearance and my size and because my look is not pleasurable to you. So I had to do my own work in reference to accepting myself and being like, okay, I'm supposed to be in this room. 
I'm supposed to do what it is. I, you know, but it, it also, it beat down on me. And then I had to make the choices of, you know, becoming smaller and this, that, and the third and feeling more comfortable in my skin. But then I realized that if you didn't do this work, it doesn't matter because when I was the smallest, when I was way smaller than this, I always felt like the biggest person in the room. I was always oh, moving and, you know, navigating and feeling horrible about myself. And then I realized, okay, you got to get your mental right. Once I got my mental right and started, you know, just viewing myself differently, I didn't care. I walked into those rooms and I did my job. And at whatever size where I fluctuated and I still would get, even at my, one of my smallest, I remember another person that I worked with was like, oh, you can only wear A-line dresses because, oh, you look so big and this, that, and the third. So make sure you don't wear this because this is the industry that I'm in. So I'm getting beat down mentally and, you know, about my self-image. So it wore on my self-esteem and wore on my anxiety, my depression. And I had to step back and say, what is going on? And then I started working with clients who now they have these issues with themselves and it's draining on me. I'm an empathic person. So I feel whatever you're feeling. So I'm like, okay, I need to make a change. <laughs> because what's crazy is you're being beat down about the size and then the client has the size and then they're not happy with their size. Exactly. Oh exactly. man. These people are beautiful, beautiful people. You're looking Ooh. like I to look like this and you're still not happy, but it shows that it doesn't matter. It you're doesn't like, matter. It's here. So it's, it's like there, what, it's in your mind. Your, it's mind. your mind. Your mind. So when I realized I had to work on my mind and I had to I literally packed up and went like on my last like my last big project, you know, as a stylist. I remember I packed up and I went to Thailand and I lived there for a month and I said, I'm getting my mind right. I went and I meditated. I did all type of healing processes and everything because I was like I don't want to come back into this industry because this industry is destroying me because it's beating me up and making me not who I am. And it's sad and it's hurtful. So, but then I realized I went and I went, when I met with a healer, I'm going to speed that this, up, this story up, but I met with a healer because I wanted her to tell me, yeah, get out of fashion. The universe is saying fashion is not your road. Get out of it. And she said, yeah, no, fashion is still your road, but you have to help. You are sent here to help the people in fashion to be better within themselves. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I trying to run? <laughs> your job is to help heal these people so they can see their beauty <laughs> so it can shine on the outside. I didn't want that assignment, but I was like, okay, that's what I got to do. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, you know, God is going to give you the assignment. See, God gave you this assignment. Fashion and yoga and wellness. And I, it's a beautiful combination. Thank you. Thank you. Um, because people would dress for success with nowhere to go. But it's right. because they felt good. Right, right. So it's perfect, Satanya. This is amazing. This is so good. Many successful individuals have daily rituals. As someone deeply involved in both fashion and wellness, can you share any personal daily or weekly rituals that contribute to your own sense of well-being and style inspiration? Yes, definitely. I definitely have my rituals. When I get up in the morning, it's like, it's definitely shifted since I had the baby, but I know, um, but I make sure that when I get up in the morning, after I drop her off at school, I come home and I light all my candles. I burn my incense because that's where it makes me at peace. I love scents. Like even right before I even started to sit down and speak with you, I sprayed scents. 
So I love smell. The sense of smell it relaxes me and makes me happy. So I take that time for myself. That's one of my rituals of lighting my candles. Every candle in my house, like I'm doing a seance, like <laughs> make sure that I light a candle. And another, another ritual that I incorporated into my life that I feel like is really, really good for people who feel like they don't have time to meditate is a mindful meditation shower. So when I, especially when I used to have to get up and go to work and I don't have time to lay down and go, hmm, I will go in the shower and I will have uh, essential oils like lavender or eucalyptus or whatever. And I would just mindfully shower. I would rub and just pay attention to where I'm rubbing and I would just breathe in. Sometimes I will have meditative music on or something like that while I'm taking my shower. You have to shower every day. So that time, take it and, you know, get yourself together, do a mindful shower. And then I just, as I'm doing that mindful shower, everything for the day, everything that I want to wash off, I just envision it going down the drain. Like, okay, yesterday was stressful. It's going down the drain. I have anxiety before I go outside. It's going down the drain. And set your intention. Setting intentions for the day. Light your candle. Like I say, like I did today. Also, I sage my house. And I just set my intentions for the day. But if you have a busy, busy life, you can do this while you're moving around. Take your shower. Set your intentions in the shower. You know, do your micro meditations. Light your candles. And you will see that when you get out of that shower and you feel better, you start looking and say, you know, I want to look cute today. And you start picking out certain outfits that make you feel good. What makes you smile? And I swear when you line up in a line, the universe lines up with you. And if you were even doubting, okay, maybe this hat is a bit too much. Or maybe this red lip was a bit bold. The universe is going to send you all the confirmation as you walk down the street. Hey, girl, you look good. Oh, that's nice. You live in New York. You live in New York. The confirmations come. Like yeah, they can, come. Yeah, you can't have low self-esteem living in New York unless you look bad. But <laughs> if you look good, people will tell you. And you, have you feel no- it and you feel good. And that's crazy because that's one thing I miss about living in New York. Because mm-hmm. you, ha- when you go outside, you're outside. You know, like living here in LA, you leave your house, but you get in your car and get to your destination. So you have less interaction with people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which it, it sucks. I love being home, but I miss the human connection living in um, New York because when I was living in in Harlem, I'm Mm -hmm. leaving the brownstone. I'm waiting for the train. I'm getting on the train. I'm going to lower Manhattan. I'm getting out. I'm walking up and there's people. And it's, it, it, and it, yeah, it's, it's so great. And it's, it's so liberating. It's true. It's so funny. Cause I remember I spent a couple of weeks out in LA. Cause I was at that time, it was like 2017. I was going to, um, to, I wanted to move out there and I went to down to the Hollywood squares, whatever stars, Hollywood squares, Hollywood stars. And I realized that people weren't speaking and it was just like an in out, in out thing. Yeah. Like no one, <laughs> and I realized that was the most quietest afternoon I've ever realized. I'm so used to speaking to people. Like literally you talk to people all day in New York because people, we just talk to each other. Yeah, like, not here. Right. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is like, I felt like I was in solitude. Like, why is no one speaking? Like, we talk so much to each other. And it's like, and it would be the man who, you know, gives out papers that I see every day that I walk past. We're like, hey, how you doing? How's the baby doing? I don't know this man from a can of paint, but we see each other all the time because we pass each other. The, the man at the halal truck. Hey, how you all this time you just talk to people have random conversations and oh yeah yeah <laughs> listen you're making me miss new york you make you make me want to just call the airlines and get a flight out <laughs> oh my i i mean and i i do i i that's why i i love i love new york and it's funny because i know that whomever I was in my past life, 
came from New York because I'm from LA, fourth generation, and everybody's warping down. I'm from back east. And I'm yeah. like, I think I lived there in my past life because when I moved to New York, I just fit right in, yes, moving yes. right along, like as if. And most much it's too stimulated like all these people like oh no honey i love it yeah no it's 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 a it's a whole vibe (laughs) it's a vibe vibe. (laughs) (laughs) oh i just love that we had we had to just you know get into it exactly yes um mental health and wellness have gained significant attention in recent years how do you see the relationship between personal style, fashion expression, and mental well-being? That's a good question. I feel like I feel like now, being that people are more aware of, you know, aware of mental health. Let's just take it take it back for really get digging into mental health and where mental health and fashion really comes together. Like, look at, that was another, that was yet another, so many different reasons what made me go into this field. Designers that I worked with personally, like Kate Spade, what did she do? She committed suicide. Alexander McQueen committed suicide. Lauren Scott worked with her for years committed suicide people aren't happy and they make the most beautiful things and the most beautiful clothes but they are really suffering so many people like I work with designers and you just see them spiraling and you're like whoa so it's like now that people are more aware and I think that now that people are seeing these things now clothes have definitely become more comfortable so I guess that's more like okay (laughs) Let's chill out. And but but people are really more understanding and seeing that it's not all about the glitz and glam. We need to step back. Like we need to step back because Alexander McQueen, an amazing designer, and people would say, Why is he unhappy? He has like the most prestigious clothing line. Because if you're not right here, it doesn't matter. Loren Scott amazing kate spade her clothes first of all well her clothes being so happy and colorful like when you see a kate spade dress do you feel like oh you feel happy like happy even her bags i mean they were just fun and poppy and just yeah yeah so everything that was being expressed seemed happy but clearly it wasn't so now it's time to like step back and really dig into like okay What's really going on? And I think now people are taking more time because they're they're seeing that these people, these things and this stuff and this beauty and this beautiful industry did not make them happy. So now let's kind of try to take care of our insides more. Let's kind of try to, you know, kind of figure out where where the disconnect is. So I feel like now people are more aware and they're taking out more time. I think if I've noticed that collections aren't as big anymore, um, people aren't trying to go so far and crazy. And when it comes to their collections, because it's like, okay, I need to take some time because most designers, they start the one collection right after the next collection. Now people are taking more time. Now it's more of a capsule. It's more smaller. And I think people are shopping you know, a little bit less. They're shopping a little bit less than they're buying and they're doing the high lows. So I think with the that pressure of needing to have the that big tag piece takes off a lot of stress because now you're not so worried about, fat, you know, finances and not, I don't have to be Chanel down. I can have my Chanel bag, my Zara shirt, my um, Zara jeans, and maybe, maybe a Steve Madden shoe. But probably maybe uh get you a little uh I would never say Louboutin, but get you a, a nice shoe. Right. Yeah, but, but that's 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 true. And once again, you hit another answer on the mark because I never thought about, you know, you know, those mental illnesses within those great people of our world and, and all the greatness that they gave to people. 
but then themselves they were very unhappy yeah yeah, yeah. it's true and, it, and these are people that especially like with Lauren Scott and Kate Spade I worked in close spaces with them and seeing them and you would see a happy face but who knows that this person is so dark now with McQueen you kind of could see that there was something there but with these other people that face was very happy and that's just show that you got to focus on what's what's real when you look in that mirror and if you feel like okay I have on the best outfit my hair is in place my haircut is on point but can you really really stare at yourself without bursting into tears if you can't do that then you might need to sit down and do some inner work yes wow because you have to be able to stare yourself in the face and look at yourself and really look past all those layers of the facade of you and then once you get past those layers then you can really become that fashionista that you want who knows you may be dressing for everybody else and who knows you might be that person who just want to wear all thrifty stuff you want to be boho but you but the industry that you're in or the job that you are in calls for something else you have to express yourself through your clothes let who's in there really come out and show through your clothes you might be that boho girl you might not be this straight-laced, suited and booted person. Dress for who you really, truly are. My clothes is all over the place because I'm multiple people. Like I have <laughs> a bunch of people living here. Yeah, so and I totally, and it's true. I totally get it. And we definitely live in a world of transparency. And I, I can't say that word enough. Right. You know, it's we live in a world of transparency, and it's very important to for everyone to become who they are and, and to really hone it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. You have to find who you are. What makes you happy? Go out of the box. Or what do you go look through your closet right now? After you finish listening to this podcast, look through your closet and say, is this really me? Try it on. Look in the mirror and say, is this really me? Is this speaking to me? Or is this something that I feel like I should look like? Or something that I should have purchased? If you shouldn't have purchased it, go resell it. Give it to somebody else. Find the shop for the person who is really you. Right. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't be afraid. Like If you like to wear monochromatic, you like to be monochromatic, and you want to wear all purple today or all purple tomorrow, do that find who you are because you'll start feeling better and you won't be pulling at your skirt and pulling and tugging at your clothes and your hair every five minutes because you are being authentically you yes and start being authentically you you will find a little bit more happiness now if you want to throw on sweats and sneakers and throw your hair in a bun do that too and see that <laughs> would be me because like with me, if I'm not wearing a shirt or a, I'm simple, you know, I've always, I like the simple look, as you know, you've known that. I, I love it. It's classic. It works for me. And I've been in events and parties where, you know, women are half naked, you know, they, they're wearing what they're wearing. And then when I come in and I'm wearing what I wear, and yeah. I'm, I'm very, um, I'm so okay. Yeah. I, like literally. And I think because I'm so okay, uh, simple is more. Exactly. And it shines. And it shines. I will gravitate towards you first uh, and say, wow, that's a really cute dress. Or that shirt is really nice. Versus going to the person who's half naked or have on all this accoutrement, like, you got so much going on. And I've learned just for myself, especially, you know, working in the industry, I, I realize a lot of times that stuff is a mask. Like all of that extra is because you're really hiding. Because I even know for my, even myself, I'm a very, I'm talkative, but you have to know me. So I'm like an introvert posing as an extrovert. So me too. <laughs> 
this is so not my realm. I'd rather just be like, like I know that person. But I remember when I first started like working hardcore and high fashion, I had to put on my big fascinator. I had to put on this. I had to put on all the accoutrements to stand out. Like I need to be seen at fashion. The photographers need to stop me at Bryant Park because I'm so fabulous. Not knowing I'm like when I when they don't take the picture, you're like, <laughs> like. <laughs> but it was a mess. This ain't true. Like yes, I love a fascinator. I do love uh, all. I love a fur and this, that, and the third. But when I was doing it at that time and certain things, it was not authentically me. It was because it was felt. I felt I needed to be this. This is what everyone else is doing, and I. This is I hide behind this because I could just be, mm, yeah, mm, and I don't have. <laughs> so it's like it's a like when people do all that, it's a it's a mask. Yes, like, and 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 that's the thing about growing up here in LA because that's how I used to be like with the pumps and the mini skirts and all of that, and I would still wear like my pencil skirt. My heel, my blouse, my simple earring. Back then it was a pearl earring. And I was fine. And then, and, and it was so, so funny because I was still, you know, shine and work the room perfectly. Like my vibe and my swag spoke for itself. So I never had to pull up, you know, and I, you know, I, I still, you I don't want to, you know, FCC, I don't want to, regulations, even though it's a podcast, I don't want to start being funny, but I just, I'm just saying, I didn't have to walk around with my ass out and my boots out, you know, and still to this day, I still dress comfortably, you know, and, and, and I'm fine. I'm so okay. You always look amazing. Yeah. Because this is the thing. You wear the outfit. Don't let the outfit wear you. You make that outfit amazing because a lot of times these outfits are wearing the person. And it's like, who is that person in that outfit? Like, who is that? Like, and sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, okay, please go light a candle because this is too much. And the thing about you, you are a goat in fashion. And we're going to get into that so we could talk about some of your credits. I got this one last question that I, you you know, I want to ask you. Then we're going to go into some of your highlights so they'll know who Shatonya Ami is. (laughs) (laughs) Are there specific fashion choices or practices that you believe can positively impact one's mental health? Yeah. I feel like fashion practices that I feel like that can one, like I said, finding your own, your own style, your own personal style, even if that means creating it yourself. I feel like when people say shopping therapy, let's really take it there and do some real shopping therapy and go. If you a person who's never been to a thrift store or something like that, Go check that out. Take out days, devote days to yourself where you say, I'm going to go try something new. I'm going to go into this store that I never go into. I'm going to go, let me go to the Goodwill. Like I would never be called dead in the good. Cause there's a lot of people say I would never, I'm not that girl, but there's people that say I would never be called dead in the Goodwill. Go in the Goodwill and just walk around, just walk around and see what you see. You may see something. You always going to align with something. You may see something. It may not be clothes. It may be something for the house. This is what I feel. I think the best way to have a good mental health day is just letting it happen. Just letting the day flow. Wake up in the morning and say, "I'm make your intention. I'm going to see what the universe has for me today. The universe is the author of today. I'm just going to see what happens. Throw on a nice, cute, little, comfortable outfit. Put on your walking shoes. And you will be amazed how the day will unfold. And just do anything that's out of out of your norm. I've had days like that. And it was the most beautiful days. I would walk and run into somebody I hadn't seen in years. Now we're having lunch. 
I will walk um, past a store. Oh, would you like to come in for a wine tasting? Oh, yeah, sure. Going for a wine tasting, walking down the street. Oh, we're giving out free manicures. Oh, really? Let me see <laughs> what my days look like. And I'm on everything. This is how my day I Because I remember one of my friends, she said, wow, um, her name is Asia Monique. He's a plus model. And she said, you are ma a master manifester. Like you literally said you wanted some Moscato and people handed us Moscato. You just said a few minutes ago, you wanted to get a massage. And these people said, would you like to come in for a free massage? You said you wanted a manicure. Now we're getting free manicures. Like literally that's how your day unfolds. When you set the intention, that I'm going to have a good day. And it will come to you and you will find that, that look or that outfit, but just take, just take a day and dedicate and say, you know what? I'm going to just let this day flow <laughs> and see what happens. Yes. Will help day. That's great. And you're so, it's so true because I know yesterday I had some important meetings and mm -hmm. The, the day before I felt, you know, anxiety, right? And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to let, I'm going to just give it to God, allow the universe to handle it. When I mm -hmm. tell you I went to bed last night, so blessed. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, my day was great. Yeah. I just yeah. had to allow it. Allow it. Let go of the control and allow Cause that's where we get caught up. We get caught up in trying to control things. Even with our fashion, we try to control it and we try to control the narrative of it. We try to control the outcome of it. This outfit is going to look amazing. And these are the responses that I'm going to get. And this is what I'm going to happen. You're putting way too much pressure on that outfit. That dress is like, girl, I can't do it. <laughs> you really think that I'm capable of doing this? I just came from Zara. I just came here. To cover you up. I cannot do all this stuff that you want me to do when you walk out this door. So you got to let go of control. <laughs> you put pressure on the shoes, put too much pressure on that bag. They cannot do it. You got to just let it go. Just relax and just let it go. Allow these great things to come and then you'll be able to manifest it if you just let go and get out of the way. I always say, get out Mind your business. <laughs> That's not your business. That's between God and universe. <laughs> yes. You know what? I think I might, um, I don't know when you're going to have some virtual classes, you yeah. know, but I'm definitely going to sign up, you know, <laughs> so you definitely have to keep me posted. Yes, yeah, because I'm... this was some testimonies, me listening to you. I, I didn't <laughs> even want to turn it to a church. <laughs> Get the organ going. <laughs> I'm like wanting to jump. I'm like, yes. So, Tanya, can you please share some of your credits to okay. my listeners and viewers? So I have worked with. I worked with a few people. So um, my last, um, not last big project, but uh, one of the the main main known uh, projects I worked with was Little Kim for her nine album. So I worked on that. Um, I was the design, the wardrobe stylist for that, for her um, big Victorian uh a big Victorian picture for the nine album and that was her on Times Square. <laughs> and now that was Because we didn't know, like, we shot that um, right before I went to Thailand. And um, I was actually, like, getting all of I was leaving for Thailand when I was working on that project. And, like, I remember packing up everything and leaving to go to Thailand. And I was dressing her for the Marc Jacobs wedding, which also got um, best dress for the CFDA. So if anybody knows who the CFDA is, she got best dress for that wedding. Um, that was my style. But, yeah, like... Um, I was traveling during that time. And then I remember when the picture finally hit and it went viral, I was just like, whoa. 
like that was a lot for me because <laughs> like I've worked with so many other people but it actually going viral and it's on tv and it's on every network and I'm just like oh my god so that's when you really start looking at yourself like that that's when you really have to start doing that inner work because that's that self-critic and all the critics and trolls and all the fashionistas that live in their basement that's typing and saying what you should have did and what you shouldn't have did is all going on so you know that was that was you said sitting in their basement (laughs) basement with your raggy pajamas on telling me what i should have did okay bye all right i swear over the years i always get someone always comes on and say you should have did x y okay well when they hire you you can do that. So go right ahead. Like, come on. But however, <laughs> so I worked with her and I worked with Johnny Gill, uh, Ralph Tresvan, I've styled Wale, I've worked with Cardi B, I worked with Normani, uh, Big Lotto, or now, now her name is Lotto. I've styled her before, um, Jessica White, uh, Angela Simmons, Faith Evans. I worked with Heidi Klum. I was working, I did backstage production for Victoria's Secret's fashion show for 11 years. I uh, went to the first one when it was, oh, yeah, when it was at Shipriani Wall. Shipriani Wall yeah. Street, yes. Yes. Girl, I remember, that's why I, I tell people meditation and manifestation works hand in hand. Like, that's what my podcast is about, um, a, a pursuit to happiness, about manifesting your life because I literally used to watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show as a little girl and I like one day I'm going to work that do be a part of that show I didn't know what I was going to do but I'm like I want to be a part of that show and I remember when I got into fashion and I started I read the book Money and the Law of Attraction and I it's a part in the book by Abraham and Jerry Hicks it tells you Esther um, Abraham um, Esther and Jerry Hicks it tells you to write down what you want and I wrote down, I want to be a part of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I want to be a celebrity stylist. I want to work for a magazine. I want to be a fashion editor. Like all these things that were so far from my reality, I wrote it down and it happened. So manifesting is key. So that's another thing. When you get into wellness, you can actually learn how to manifest your dreams and get the things that you want rolling. But however... So I worked for uh, Victoria's Secret's fashion show. So I worked with Adriana Lima, Heidi Klum. Um, who else did I work with? Uh, oh, Genuine. Genuine was one of my first celebrity clients. Um, that was fun. Uh, who else? I worked with a lot of people. I know I'm going to like forget. And magazines. So You've just done a lot of just great <laughs> stuff. And I just wanted to, you know, close out our conversation with some of your fashion credits it's amazing yeah and please and let's not even get into the designers like chanel oh my god i worked with uh met carl Lagerfeld backstage at the chanel show i thought i was gonna pass out like that was a dream come true so it's like it's been a, a blessed and beautiful 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 journey and you know now i mean it's making its transition but it's it's, it's been beautiful so that's why i have no issues with either step in or step out because I've lived an amazing, amazing, amazing fashion life. Like, just all the top designers, Michael Kors, Vera Wang, everybody. It's just Yves Saint Laurent, like, everybody. So it's just like, there's nothing else to be seen. Like, so now, get it together. Yeah, but now they're going to be calling you for help and then to, um, you know, get their models right and get themselves right to make it all make sense. Yeah, it's true. Because you definitely see, especially in that arena, so many girls, like right before they're getting on on the runway, that anxiety that like, I would love to come to a show and get everybody grounded before the show because fashion shows is the biggest chaos ever. Yeah. And people, crowds up and I've seen girls have panic attacks, all type of stuff. And it's just like, Yeah, they are huge because I, you know, um, I went to especially the Monet and, you know, when it was at the Money Hand, um, that Mm -hmm. was so huge. Um, And I went to the fall, September 
2015 for, you know, spring, summer, 2016. And just, oh my gosh. Yeah, they're going to yeah, need it's... you. They're going to be like, can you style plus, you know, get everybody together before we hit the runway, please? Uh, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, I got job. It's crazy. <laughs> Can you do that for us? <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, well, I want to welcome everyone for tuning in with Windy World Daily, with Wendy Washington, with my favorite special guest. And once again, thanking her for putting my agency to use my models for her spreadsheets for her magazines yeah. that she regulated. And it was, yeah. that work was great. And thank you thank also you. for supporting me for the past 10 years as I supported you and you out of your busy schedule coming on my show and sharing some history, oh. you know, because it's so important to teach others okay. that they could dream out loud and, and everyone yeah. is capable. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you giving me the space to even speak and to share my new journey and my new um, accolades and my new mission. You know, because sometimes people think wellness like, oh, no, 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 you know. But the fact that now people are knowing and understanding and I can, you know, talk to... And, this is what I always say too and not to be so super long with it but you know you never know who needs something in a moment and maybe in this moment someone is listening and like you know what I have been feeling like that and I need this would be good for me and that's because even with my own journey I didn't I walked into a store and met a woman that I've never seen again in my life who told me about you know, law of attraction told me about wellness and stuff like that. And she literally changed my life. And I'd never seen this woman ever again, but it was just that one conversation that I was so down and so crying and so hurt. And this lady literally shifted my life. It created this whole career that I just was talking to you about because that career was just a little bitty dream and I was beating it down and she made me change my mindset about it and like really start doing the work. And so over the years, from the moment when I seen that lady, maybe like 2007, I've been doing the work. Yes, and doing and the work. And then you just also gotten your certification, another yes. certification yesterday. And what is that certification? I am now, uh, I, was, I was certified before in mindfulness meditation, but now I'm a certified meditation teacher. Now I, I would coach, I could coach before, but now I can actually teach classes, teach corporations, teach you, you know, go into your home or go into your business. And I am certified to teach you how to meditate. See, and Fashion Week is going to be on you like a cheap suit. <laughs> They're going to like, oh, with all that experience, oh yeah, we just need you across the board. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> on in because I will definitely get y'all all since yes. sit y'all right well congratulations <laughs> and thank you everyone once again for joining myself and Shatanya Ami with Windy World yeah. Daily with Windy Washington Hi everybody, my name is Wendy and I am the host of Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington. Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington is Monday through Friday for 15 minutes every morning, exploring and introducing Hollywood's most trending topics to interviewing creative influencers and celebrities. I will be living a world daily of entertainment, fashion, beauty, and lifestyle. I can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe and be ready to download Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington. I look forward to seeing you there.